0: Welcome to Put Hill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and
1: blesses you. Today I'm gonna to continue the series we started last week, which was gratefulness. Everybody say gratefulness. All of you here today should have a, a reason to be grateful for. Number one, you woke up this morning, you physically walked in here. That's, that's plenty reason right there to be grateful for, amen? But here's why I want to talk to you about gratefulness. Obviously, it's a, a month of thanksgiving, um, and we want to be grateful. We don't just want to pick one day, which is, happens to be Pastor Rick's favorite holiday of the year. I love thanksgiving because we get to be around family, and, and we eat good, but we also give thanks. We give thanks for the many things that God has done for us, amen? And God is continuing to do. But when we choose to be grateful, it leads to a spirit of thankfulness. See, the choice is yours to be grateful today. You had that choice the minute you woke up this morning. You chose to either be grateful or ungrateful. How many know that? And maybe you were fighting on the way over here to church, and that you were still choosing one side. I just want to remind you today, God wants you to be grateful. Amen? And in today's world, there's nothing more important, I believe, than for believers to be grateful. We survived COVID. We survived so much these last three years, business owners and, and so forth. We've survived. Here we are today, and we're still going strong. Amen? It's only going to get better for the believer because this world is getting darker and darker Sin is coming out stronger and, and not hiding back. They're shooting arrows. The, the enemy is shooting arrows trying to take out believers left and right. And even in that, we should still be thankful. We should still have a heart of gratitude. Amen? And, and thankful people, let me just tell you this. Thankful people will shine brightly with the light of Jesus in their life. Doesn't matter where you go, your circumstances. You could be having a bad day today. You might have a bad day tomorrow, but the light of Christ still shines through you, amen? The light of Christ tells others, wait, there's something different about that person. I don't know what it is, but they're going through something, and that light is still shining bright, and that's what you and I as believers have today. Considering what God has done for us, how many here are like me, that you're not the old man, the old woman that you used to be, but you're a new man, a new woman in Christ, amen? Just for that reason alone, you should be grateful that you are a new creation, amen? That God has blessed us with health, that God has blessed us with forgiveness of sins, that God has blessed us and kept us in his His mighty hand, amen? His goodness is what should make us grateful for each and every day, as this song was just, that we just sang, his goodness, his goodness, he is good to us. And you know, the bottom line is this, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve his goodness. We don't deserve his mercy and his grace. Yet he says, my child, my son, my daughter, I love you, and I want the best for you. And that's how good God is. But what does it mean to be grateful this afternoon? And I asked you this question last week, and I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. What does it mean to be grateful? Well, it's being intentionally aware of how good God is and has been to you And that awareness is producing a greater love and adoration towards him. He's at work in you, amen? He's at work in each of us as that appreciation, as that gratitude deepens inside of you. You know, one of the things I know, and all of you here that have been married for longer than a day, and that's most of you, and that's all of you, you can start to take your spouse for granted. How many know that? You can even take your children for granted, And children, you can take your parents for granted. But I want to remind you today, be thankful for them. Be full of of gratitude for them. Not ingratitude, which is the opposite of gratefulness, but be grateful for that person, for that child, for that parent. You know, today we have my parents here. I, I want to make sure I recognize them every time they're here. 89 and 87 years old. I mean, can you give them a big hand again? They're here today. Um, you know, we're blessed to have our parents still here with us. And as much as I love my mama and my papa here, uh, I love each of you here. We had last week, we had Mother Betty share a wonderful testimony. And this whole month, I want to have someone different come up and share a testimony. And, and today, before I get into my message, I've asked my mama to come up and share and give us a testimony today, so won't you give her a big hand as she comes up today, she's going to share today what's on her heart. Come on up, come on up here, mama. Yes, and we, we both need Jesus. Come on up here, all, all the way up here. Tell us today, mama, how, how, why are you grateful today? Well.
0: When you lived as long as I have, there are so many things to be grateful for. I uh, am so thankful for this precious truth that we have. Yes. That we're free to worship no matter where we're at. And I thank God for the husband he's given me. I loved you very much, and he's been a good father to our children. A little strict, but I think that's been good because they've all grown up to be good, honest, hardworking people, and I'm very proud of each one of them. And I'm so grateful that you are a pastor, Mio. I don't know how that happened, but I don't know either. <laughs> I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh,
0: thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and um, like I say, there's just so many things. On my refrigerator, I have a scripture that says, I I need (laughs) Jesus, I need Jesus' peace right now. There's a scripture that says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And that scripture has been such a comfort to me for many years uh, back in, 2001, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, my son Rick gave me a lot of scriptures, healing scriptures to read. And I would read them over and over. And I went through surgery, chemotherapy. And God has kept me cancer free Amen. for these 21 Amen. years. Amen. <laughs> so I'm so. I'm so thankful for that, and there are just so many things that he's done in our lives and kept all my children safe, and I know the saddest thing I've gone through now is having the loss of our daughter, but I still thank God for the 59 years that she was with us on earth and for the peaceful, the peaceful passing that he gave her. I thank God for that. And I know she's happy where she's at and that soon we'll see her again and we'll be together. Another thing I'm happy for, thankful, is (coughs) that we have become great, great, grandparents this past week (laughs) our first great great grandchild. God is good and I thank him for everything that he's done in our family that he keeps continuing to do. God bless all of you.
1: Thank you mama. Isn't God good? Yes, God is good, and I love that, love the fact that my mom and dad are still a blessing to us, to my brother, to my uh, sister Irene and her husband Bobby, Um, you know, God is good. Don't take him for granted. Don't take your loved ones for granted. Uh, You know, we we learned that lesson, you know, with, with my sister, my baby sister who passed away at the age of 59. You know life life is precious and this month especially especially if you can just be grateful for those loved ones that you have because none of us have tomorrow promised as I always like to remind us here none of us have tomorrow promised so again be full of gratitude and my mom alluded to the fact that they are great great grandparents they were already great grandparents they're wonderful grandparents but now they've become great great grandparents and you know what else that means I've become a great-grandpa. That was, my great, that was my granddaughter that had a baby, so that makes me a great-grandpa. That's, I'm the youngest great-grandpa you'll ever know. I just want to share that with you right now. Anyways, we give God thanks for all that. Amen? Um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Luke. I want to read to you the story of Jesus and the ten lepers. Um, if you're familiar with this story, in Luke chapter 17... And starting in verse 11, it's on your outline that uh, you should have. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. One will be passed out to you. Um, But I want to take you there and read this story of the healing of the lepers. And I want you to look at this in terms of uh, the thankfulness, the gratefulness that they showed. So, beginning in verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men, everybody say ten men, who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, one of them, everybody say one of them. When he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith is has made you well. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you right now. We thank you for this next, these next few moments. I pray, God, help us to have ears to hear and a heart that is open to receive your word today. And we thank you for your precious word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Now, before I get into that sermon text there that I just read, I just want to share, there's, there's a few things that bother Pastor Rick, little pet peeves I have. Let me share with you. For example, when you open or when I open a door for somebody at a restaurant and I allow them to go through, the, the natural response you would think is to say, thank you. That bugs me when people don't say thank you. Anybody else like that? I just, I'm just sharing, just being real. Uh, the other thing, you're out on the highway. We're always in, the, in California traffic, but when we graciously allow somebody to pull in and we say, go ahead, go in, the courteous thing is, hey, thank you. That bugs me when people don't say thank you. Little pet peeves like that. Anybody like, like me and have pet peeves like that? And I don't care if, if you're having those issues or, or much bigger than that. A little thanks goes a long ways. A little thanks goes a long ways. But back to the sermon text that's taking place here. This really, what's going on here is a matter of life and death. It's a matter of not just healing, but also salvation, and we're going to get into that this, this afternoon, and I want to talk to you about four quick points this afternoon, and the first one is, number one, be grateful even in difficult circumstances. Say that with me, be grateful even in difficult circumstances, Difficult circumstances, amen, amen. You know, to be thankful in difficult circumstances is actually a supernatural faith. It's above and beyond what your normal faith should be. And I promise you, as a believer, you will go through difficult challenges in your life. It doesn't start when you're an adult or when you get married. It starts the minute you're born into this world. Why is that so? Because we're imperfect people born in an imperfect world that's filled with hate, division, and boy, did we see that this week. But I'm not even going to go there. But be grateful in difficult circumstances. Amen? Now, now in today's generation, leprosy, which was affecting these ten men, is basically a curable disease with antibiotics and medication, But it wasn't always the case in the Bible times. These ten men had the worst disease of their day. And I want to share with you what that looked like so you get a glimpse into their everyday life. Leprosy attacks the body, leaving sores, missing fingers, missing toes, damaged limbs. In many cases, the initial pain of leprosy gives way to something more terrible than that. A loss of sensation. You can't feel. No more nerve endings to feel. Leading to more damage to body parts. This disease can run up to 30 years before it kills you or before your limbs just fall off. It's a horrific disease from those times. Now I want to share with you, there was a Christian author that had the modern day experience of coming across a modern-day leper colony in a third-world country. We don't see these very often, but I want to share with you this experience that she had. Something within her had always wanted to minister in a leper colony, but her trip overseas had given her her first opportunity to be near such a place. And so she walked by the entrance three times. She saw those who were suffering... She begged herself for a chance to go inside, but she couldn't. And the reason? The smell overwhelmed her. The smell of decaying and rotting flesh overwhelmed her. She could not work up the stomach to go inside that place. How many have a weak stomach like Pastor Rick? I have a weak stomach. And I could just imagine... The smell being so overwhelming. So the trip passed and she was not able to go inside. She couldn't face that fear of that stench, of, of that overwhelming smell. But here's, here's what I want to try to get across is, this is a glimpse of what these people, lepers, had to go through each and every day of their life. It, it wasn't just the grotesque damage or the attack to our sight. It wasn't just the loud cries, the attack to our hearing. It was also the smell of rotting, decaying flesh, overwhelming our sense of smell. Have you ever been in a place where you, you cannot, it just overwhelms you, the sense of smell, with something decaying? Have you ever been around something like that? It's terrible. It's, it's nasty. It's bad when you get around someplace like that the emotional pain it caused the lepers to not only be physically falling apart in pain, losing their limbs, digits, and so forth, but the emotional pain of not even having anyone be be able to come up close to them for the fear of the smell. That just, it, it would do another number on them, mentally, psychologically. This person, this leper, was removed from his family, the Bible times they had to go and live in a separate place. And then anywhere they went, they had to cover themselves up and they had to shout, unclean, unclean, coming through, so that the people were aware as if they weren't aware by the smell. They had to identify themselves. There could be no contact with humanity, their family. Imagine a a man who's married, has children, can no longer hold his wife, can no longer touch his children because he's a leper. Immediately removed from society, banned as an outcast, no longer part of the community that he longed to be in, shouting unclean, unclean everywhere he went. Talk about a low self-esteem. That's it right there. It doesn't get worse than that. As long as he had that infection, he remained unclean. We can't imagine what that must have felt like for him or for his family, having to go through things like that. But here's what I want you to focus on. In verse 14, if we can put that back up on the screen, verse 14 says, And as they went, they were cleansed. And as they went they were cleansed the word cleansed here represents and it signifies a single point in time meaning it happened boom right there it it wasn't a process it happened right there when jesus said go and as they went they were cleansed they came there came a point as they began to obey jesus that their healing took place all of a sudden and if they did not believe that Jesus could heal them, I believe they wouldn't have been healed. Their faith had to rise to a level. And you can imagine these men were desperate. They were desperate. They were longing to be healed physically, spiritually, emotionally. And here they, they come across this person. They didn't even know if Jesus was the Son of God. The Bible doesn't say that. They just know this man was there in front of them wanting to heal them. And so, by faith, they did what he asked them to do. They went. They went. They did something. Because these lepers believed, they obeyed and received their healing. And the the first point I want to get across is, let us be grateful in our difficult circumstances. Whatever that circumstance is that you're facing let me just tell you, it's not as bad as what the lepers are going through or what they went through. But let us be grateful in our difficult circumstances. Amen? The second thing I would tell you today is be grateful for God's goodness. Again, that goes back to not taking things for granted. Not taking your mom and dad. They may not be 87 and 89 years old. You, you may have a mom and a dad. Or, just, you know, just, or you may have a relative that you take for granted. Let me just tell you today, be grateful for God's goodness, amen? Be grateful for God's blessing. You know, the Bible says that there were 10 lepers. And how many came back to Jesus? One. One leper came back to Jesus and praised him and thanked him. He was public about it. The Bible says he was loud about it. I can just imagine this man's life had been torn apart for, it doesn't say how many years, but physically ravaged and ill and sick and smell and the whole bit. And now he's cleansed and he comes back to Jesus. I could just picture him just shouting, shouting it down, just going, Lord, thank you so much. He came down and humbled himself, the Bible says, right before Jesus and began to just thank him and give him glory and honor amen he wasn't shy at all why was he so loud i want to ask you why do you think he was so loud and here's the thing i truly believe with all of my heart and soul that the size of your praise and worship is tantamount to the hell he rescued you from amen amen that's why you see some people worship louder than others and that's okay that's okay. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to not worship loudly. That's okay. God just wants you to worship. Amen? And, and, but I do believe that, that with all of my heart that the size of your praise and worship is tantamount to the size of the hell that he rescued you out of. My mom and dad. My mom says, I don't know how you became a pastor. I don't either because I should be on that other side. I should be that old person still bound for hell, but I'm not. Thank God. Amen? God saves, amen? God saves. So let us be thankful, let us be grateful for God's goodness. God is at work in your lives today. God is at work doing something miraculous today. Don't forget to be grateful to Him. God is good. Let us be grateful for His goodness, amen? Amen. My third point I will let you know today is make sure your gratefulness leads to action. Last week, I challenged you when you left here during this month of, of, of November, I'm asking you to do a gratitude challenge, and I asked you, write somebody a note. Send them a note and say, "Hey, I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you." How many did that? So you don't have to raise your hand, but that's what I want you to do. I want you to be sending someone. A letter, if you haven't already. Just being grateful for what they've done. Because in this day and age, we live in a text world. Oh, let me just send them a text. But when was the last time you sent somebody a handwritten letter, right? That is becoming such a lost art in our day and age. Somebody will appreciate that, amen? So make sure your gratefulness leads to action. One leper came back. One leper. Ten percent came back 90 percent said nah i'm good the bible says the road is is narrow the few shall pass through it but wide is the gate that leads to destruction amen the majority of this world does not buy this message of christ the majority of this world is ah, i don't need it i'm good amen but jesus here in this text he received the thanks graciously there's two things that occurred. First of all, the leper gave glory to God. The leper gives glory to God for his healing. And then secondly, he thanks Jesus right there. He humbled himself. The Bible says he humbly came. Now the, le- the leper may not have known that Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He just knew this man healed him, and he came back to thank him. But he credits Jesus for that healing. And I want to ask you a question this afternoon. Just as that man put his action to work and and went back and thanked the Lord, what might the Lord be asking you to do? What might our Heavenly Father be asking you to do? Is there something that you know that you should have done or have done already that you've been putting off, putting off, putting off? What has the Lord been challenging you to do in terms of gratefulness? the Lord challenge you to go to somebody, some, some place, and give thanks for that person or for, for something? I want that question to just dwell in your, in, your, in your mind and in your spirit. Because I believe the Holy Spirit urges us, convicts us, amen, and challenges us to live a godly life. And also to take an action step like he took on this one leper. The Holy Spirit spoke to the other nine. Believe me, Holy Spirit spoke, but only one listened. Lord, help us to be like the one leper that will listen and go and and commit action to the process. Again, has the Lord been tugging at you for some step of faith, to, to step out in faith? Has the Lord been asking you, is there a family friend, a neighbor, somebody that you need to reach out and be grateful for? Is there something that you feel compelled to do which you've been putting off and putting off and just ignoring? It's time now to go out and do it, amen? Let our gratefulness lead us to action. I I say this almost every Sunday, but the book of James says to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, amen? Let us be doers of the word. Holy Spirit, convict us, lead us, guide us into what you want us to do, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. And, and that leads us to our last point for today. The fourth point is, a lifestyle of gratefulness makes you whole. What does that mean? Well, in this case, I believe the text here declares that Jesus not only healed this man physically, but he also saved him spiritually, and I'm going to show you why I believe that. If we go back to verse 19, the last verse of that text, the Bible says this, Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Or in the King James Version, has made thee whole. Now, I want to focus on that word whole. The Greek word is sozo. Everybody say sozo, which means to save to save so sozo the greek definition means true wellness complete wholeness how many want true wellness complete wholeness we all do mind body soul spirit we want to be whole to live sozo is to live the full life to be whole and complete jesus taught us and he came that we might live life to the full amen he he came to give us a full life he came to give us sozo now I want to show you where I, I'm getting that from. Now, je- here's the point. Jesus just doesn't want to f- heal you physically of breast cancer or whatever it might be. He wants to do much more than that. He wants to touch not the outside, but he wants to touch the inside of the person. What good is it if we, if we gain this whole world but lose our soul? Amen? It serves you no reason, no, no purpose. God wants to work on the entirety of our being. So if you, if you go to Romans chapter 10, if you have your Bible, I don't have this scripture for you, but Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Romans chapter 10, and I want to read verses 9 and 10. And in the NIV, it declares it this way. If you declare with your mouth... Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Can I say that again? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The same word Paul here uses, saved, is the same word sozo. It's the same word that Jesus was using, meaning saved. See, when Jesus heals, he heals us physically and spiritually. How many are thankful for that? That we're healed. When you receive salvation, when you said, Lord forgive me my sins. I, I, I want my past forgiven. He heals you physically, spiritually from that day going forward, just like he did with this leper. You see, the nine lepers were healed physically, but only one was healed spiritually. Why? Because he came to give thanks. He was grateful. And, and we're missing out on blessings in our life If you and I aren't grateful, we have to make sure that we're grateful. Be people that are grateful. You are believers. You are the light of this world. If there's anybody that needs to be grateful, it's you and I. Amen. We've been given such a great salvation, a new life. God has put you in this world in your circle of influence to let your light shine. Amen. And we do that when we're grateful. Won't you stand with me? I wasn't going to take too long today. But today, I want to remind you, gratefulness is a lifestyle. The lifestyle of gratefulness is which you and I should be living. Lord, let us not be like the lepers, the nine lepers that didn't come back. Help us to be like that one that expressed gratitude, that expressed graciousness, humbleness because all our blessings come from the Lord. Amen? All of our blessings come from the Lord. He is so good. Amen? Let's bow our heads this afternoon. Lord, we thank you and we express our gratefulness to you today. We thank you, Lord, first of all, for our life, for life and the life abundantly that you've given us, Father. We thank you. We are grateful to you and Lord, I pray that you would help us to be grateful so that we could be made whole, completely, physically, and spiritually, Lord. Each and every day that we go about our business, Lord, help us to throw ourselves at your feet. That, God, that we would give you glory and honor. And that we would never fail to give you thanks and to be grateful for the things that you have given us and that you've blessed us with. We thank you today, Lord, for our life, for, for salvation. We thank you for your mercy, your grace. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you are love. We thank you, Father, that your blessings flow through us through work, through, through shelter, through the house that we live in, through the clothes that we have in our closet, through the vehicles that you have blessed us with. Lord, there are so many things that we can list and jot down and be thankful for. Help us not to just take these things for granted. You are a good, good God. And you give us exactly what we need. And we are forever grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Do you receive that today? Are you thankful today? Give the Lord a hand clap Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are so good. And as I finish today, I just want to give you another November gratitude challenge. This month, if you didn't do it last week, but just go and tell someone. uh, Not here today, unless you feel compelled to do that with someone here today, but call someone. Call someone. Tell them you're grateful for them. Tell them. Let them hear that you're grateful. Maybe you haven't picked up the phone. Maybe you've just been busy texting that person or taking them for granted. Maybe it's time for you to just pick up that phone and have a conversation and just say, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Amen? How many want to do that? How many will do that this month or this week? Amen? Let's bow our heads again one last time. Father, we pray, Lord, your blessings, Father, of, of gratefulness, a spirit of gratefulness, that it would flood our spirits, flood our soul, Lord. I thank you for each person here today, and I I pray, God, Holy Spirit, that you would remind each one how grateful they should be because of how good you are to them, how good you've been to me, Father, how good you've been to each one of us. And so, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. And as always, we close with this blessing. If You would all just lift up your hands one last time as I pray this blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.